Emergency services. Please, you gotta help me. There's this weird guy. Ma'am. Please. Ma'am, call us when you're dead. What the fuck? Welcome back, callers, to another episode of Call Us When You're Dead. I'm Keith. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we are covering the Lori Vallow Chad Daybell case. Ooh, so before we get into that, Ryan, anything new going on with you? Oh, man. Well, it feels good to be recording again. We had a couple weeks off. Yeah, you know, well, because of our schedule and trying to get accustomed to that second life, second shift life, things got mixed up a little bit. And we did talk about, hey, we may not be doing it right away because of, you know, the changes that were going on in our lives. And thankfully, the listeners were, you know, our callers were patient with us. Right, right. Well, let's see. Let's see. I I celebrated my 36th birthday. Yeah, you're old as shit. I'm old as shit. You are. And what? We celebrated our five-year anniversary. We did celebrate our five-year anniversary. Can you believe we've been married for five years? Man, it's, it's crazy. I guess time flies, eh? Yeah, the other day somebody actually asked me how long we've been married, and I went, uh, five years. <laughs> I was like, I have to think about this for a minute. Had, had, had to do the math in the head. Right. So what, what what's new with you? Uh, I learned that when your shoes get wet because you've been outside doing stuff, that you should probably dry them the next day because guess what's still wet? Uh, your shoes. Oh, 100% your shoes. So today... I walked around with, like, partially wet shoes all day. Were you squeaking all day? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I also learned uh, when you're walking, it's good when you bring both of your feet up while walking. Because if not, you trip over yourself. Were, you, were you clumsy? Yeah, I about face planted at work today oh, and uh, gave everybody else a good laugh. Well, you don't want to be known as the manager that kisses the floor. I mean... <laughs> It's better to kiss the floor than the porcelain toilet. I, I guess that's true. Uh, you know who's probably not kissing the floor, though? Who's that? Our callers. Our call- shout, shout outs. It's shout out time. So we have Tyler S. We have Barry A. And we have Michelle D. Thank you guys so much for being callers. We would not know how to do this each and every week without you. All right, Ryan, do you want to get us started on this case? Yeah, sir. So we have been discussing and debating whether or not to cover the Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow, also known as the Doomsday Mom case, because it has been covered so much. Right, but I feel like this one is such a good... I I guess we need to let everybody know now, this is going to be our season finale for this season. Yes, and we're not sure if we're going to break it up into two or just release one long one, but it's a a heavier one, I think. I'm thinking this will probably be a two-parter. Well, we'll play it by ear as the ticker goes on the recorder. Yeah. So go ahead and jump us into this one. All right. Uh, So we are doing a timeline style like we've done a few times in the past. I always love when we do that. Yeah, it keeps it kind of more structured. Yeah. I went through three different sources and we have seen so many documentaries. So many. Listen to other podcasts about it. So obviously interject whenever, whatever. Okay. If it's off script, whatever. Yeah, hey, you know, let's go as we go with the flow. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's hop into that trust, trusty, trusty time machine and head back to 1990, where I, this mess begins. I'm glad that it's not rusty no more. We got it fixed. Our hoopty <laughs> time machine has been fixed, folks. 
Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the time machine at all times. Call us when you're dead. Cannot be responsible for any lost limbs. Well, first of all, were you shocked that I said 1990? A little, yeah. I feel like, because this is such a recent case. It is. It is. But I feel like this manipulation and craziness had to have started before the 2000s, before Y2K. Yes, yes, it did. And I say that because that's when a lot of your doomsday type people started truly coming back out again. You had it in the 70s with uh, Heaven's Gate, you know, and their doomsday ideas. And then around the 90s, you know, and then it died off for a little bit where you didn't have the crazy cults. And then in the 90s, it felt like, or at least the end of the 90s, you had a lot of crazy ideas coming back up because people were scared of the turn of the century. Right, right, right. All right, so Chad Daybell marries his wife, Tammy Daybell, in 1990. The couple founded Spring Creek Book Company together in Utah. I feel like that was really hard for you to say. <laughs> Spring Creek, Spring, damn it, not, Spring. See, you can't do it now. Spring, Spring Creek, Creek Book, Book Company. <laughs> this company would be responsible for publishing Chad's religious and post-apocalyptic books. Okay, can I ask you a question really quick? Yeah. Do you think, because I know that there's like the freedom to write what you want and say what you want. But do you sometimes think that maybe there should be somebody that in a publisher or like Barnes and Noble that should be like, "Hmm, maybe we're not going to allow this one? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm all about the, you know, freedom of press and speech and being able to write out anything and everything that you want. But at the same time, yeah, I think those distributors should also be like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Like, Maybe we shouldn't sell this, but at the same time, the company wants to keep their doors open. Right. So they got to sell. I guess it's just a fine line for me of like what we all, I believe everything should be allowed, but at the same time, if it's diverging into a level of like psychosis that could cause other people to harm themselves, then maybe we don't exactly allow that. But now, unfortunately, that's really not a thing with, with internet. Right. So if it's not published on in a book, it can be published anywhere. It's going to be published online. Right. So not only did they found a company together, they also had five kids together. You know, it's real funny. We uh, founded a company together, and we have five fur babies together. That, that is true. That is true. However, we are not starting a cult. No. All praise call us when you're dead. Right. But if we would, how many of you callers would join us? I feel like a lot. My mom <laughs> might be like the first. My mom would probably be the first one to lead it. <laughs> Start the South Michigan uh, branch. <laughs> In 1992, Lori Vallow marries her first husband, Nelson Yans. Did I say his last name right? Sure. Okay. Well, we're going to yeah, go with that. He doesn't really come up. It was just more so filling in that gap of we're demonstrating. What she's doing and what he's doing. Exactly. Because at one point, these two crazies are going to meet. Exactly. Their paths will cross. In 1995, Lori divorces Nelson and marries her second husband, William Lagoya. They would have one son together, Colby, but would end up divorcing after a year or so of marriage. So in four years, married and divorced. Yeah, I mean, that... That feels like maybe it was a very tumultuous relationship and maybe was not meant to be the first time. Right, right. You know, and sometimes you you are you know that. You know what it's like to be married and realize, hey, I made a mistake. That that's true. That's true. 
In 2001, La- Lori, I almost said Larry. I heard you say Larry, <laughs> and now I just want her name to be Larry Vallow. Nice. Lori would marry husband number three, Joseph Ryan. Together, they would have one child as well, Ty Lee Ryan. However, their marriage came to an end by 2004. So she's got like a really good track record of I keep you around for a few er- few years, and then you're just done. Right. Keep her on, have a kid, you're done. Keep her on, have a kid, you're done. Trying to do that child support train. That's what I was say. Is this a child support thing that she's got going on? I mean, that's a very good possibility. Because uh, did you see any reason as to like why she's divorced these men? No, not not this early, but okay. later, yes. Okay, I do want to bring up with Joseph. This is the one that I was talking to you about the other day. That there was the allegations from Colby against. Okay, okay. That he had sexually assaulted him. Now, those were allegations. I don't know if anything was ever brought up. I even went out and looked, and I couldn't find more about it. I just remember in a 2020 or in one of them, he talked about it. But there was nothing more that ever gets brought up. And from what you said, Colby's got a bunch of mugshots. Right. So and when so was, he might not be a reliable narrator. That's true. So when I'm doing the research with my articles, any picture of Colby that came up was mugshots. Right. So I'm I'm not here to like spread in misinformation or stuff like that, but I do remember him talking about that was why Lori had left husband three. Gotcha, gotcha. But that does bring us to two thousand and six. Lori would marry husband number four, Charles Vallow. Colby and Tylee would live with the newlyweds along with Charles' two kids from a previous marriage. So now she's just becoming the Brady Bunch. Right. She brought brought two from two men and then got two from another man. Right, they're just missing... How many did the Brady Bunch have? Uh, six. Six? So yeah, she's just missing one from each side. <laughs> there you go. And then they have the... The Vallow Bunch. <laughs> the Vallow Bunch. Jeez. In 2014... Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> in 2014, Lori, Charles, Tylee, and Colby would move to Hawaii together. Also, while in 2014, Lori and Charles adopted J.J. Vallow. J.J. was the biological grandson of Charles' sister, Kay Woodcock. Okay. So, just so I'm correct, they adopted him because Kay was... Going through an addiction at the time, correct? Correct. Okay, I just, I wanted to make sure that was correct, because I thought that's why that happened, but I couldn't, I couldn't remember if that was the truth behind that or not. Yeah, they they wouldn't be able to take care of uh, JJ, and he was, he was also autistic. Right. And they didn't want to just have him thrown in the system, so Charles and Lori adopted him. You know, and so I have to say, kind of kudos Kudos to at least Charles for doing the right thing for a a family member in the time of need. Correct, correct. You know, and to live in Hawaii, I I wouldn't mind it. Right, nice sand, nice, nice, beautiful ocean. What's just really crazy when I think of Hawaii, I don't think of just like residential houses everywhere. Like obviously there is, but it just don't seem like a a normal place to move. I think it's because so many people vacation there that we, as Americans at least, forget that Hawaii had a whole native people to it at one point. And there still are natives there. But 
we've kind of overran it with being a tourist destination right. because of how nice it is. Yeah, but that's also how Hawaii thrives, is it's tourism dollars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm just saying I think we as a people forget, you know, kind of, you and I were talking about this the other day. There was the volcano that erupted on Maui. Yeah. And there was somebody that was like, oh my God, I can't believe my vacations ruined all because of a volcano. (laughs) Ma'am, 94 people died. Right. And they didn't know that the volcano was going to erupt. So, and I watched video of it, like it's blowing up in the streets. That would be terrifying. And you're going to sit there and complain because your vacation is ruined? Maybe take a few seats back right, right. while we get the natural disaster that's just happened taken care of and the people taken care of. Right, and whose people's lives were ruined. Right. Fuck your vacation. Fuck your vacation. <laughs> Maybe take it up with Spirit Airline. Right, right. In 2017, the Vallow family moves to Arizona. It is around this time that Lori's friends notice a change in her behavior. It is also around this time, Lori begins reading some religious and post-apocalyptic books written by Chad Daybell. Bum, bum, bum. So, see, this is the moment if I would be like, Lori, you know this is crazy, right? <laughs> like, you are changing and listening to something crazy. Right. Or do, do we get into the level of crazy that mm-hmm. he goes to? Did you write any of that down? Oh, as far as what it's defined as? Yeah, and like the spirit, the dark spirits and the light spirits? No, I did not. Okay, can we talk about it for a minute? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Hold on. Okay, so we looked it up really quick because we wanted to be absolutely positive on the way that we were doing this. With with our bullshits. It's going to sound so fucking ridiculous and fake. Right, it does. (laughs) And so, there's a quote that says, and it's from Law and Crime, and we will have it in the show notes. It says, the dark side can only match the light numbers, not exceed them. That is why there are a few fives on Earth right now. It limits dark power. Twos and threes are fluid and can change sides during Earth's life. 4.1s and above have made covenants to their side. They rarely switch sides. So... He believes that everybody is on a scale, and that if you're a five on the D, a five D, <laughs> you, you are, are impressing all the ladies. You, oh. you probably are, <laughs> uh, but you are the the worst of the worst, and you are inhabited, I think, by demons at that point. Yeah, or evil you are a actual demon, because at some point that will come into play, right down the road, right, and then if you are a 5L, that you are actually a living angel. Can we just talk about, for a moment, the level of sociopath and psychosis you have to get yourself to, to believe everybody is on a scale of five on each end, and that they all fit into the scale, and that people are not people, and they are not malleable or able to change? Exactly. And and it's not like there's a test or anything. It's not like you stick a thermometer in your butt and then ta-da, you're a four L or a two D or whatever. It's a it's whatever they decide. Yeah, it's whatever time. who decides. And in this instance, it's going to be whatever Chad or Lori tells Chad to. Right. Well, I think a lot of this was Chad telling 
I think he had manipulated Lori into believing what she believed. Exactly. So, in this law and crime source, yeah. Lori Vallow was ranked a 4.3L. Right. So, she's damn near angel. Right. And, and actually, she claims to be, at one point, a heavenly being. Yes, a god. been reincarnated. Right. She straight up says god. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have claimed to be god, and it's not ended well for them. Right, right. That's like a claim that you don't make. Exactly. I just, I want I want our callers to understand that this is a level of crazy, and to put it into the best terms that you're dealing with while listening to this case. Right. And ask yourself, callers, are you, what, what would you be? Are you a 5D or a 5L? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if I need a 5D. I like 1D. Uh... But I am about the size of a 5L. So, <laughs> I mean, for 21 years, I was uh, DL. Uh, <laughs> oh, this isn't sexuality. My bad. Um, uh, thank you. That was a good one. Uh, thank you. That was super good. Round of applause, everyone. Ta-da! <laughs> He'll be here all night. Yes. Literally, probably all night. We are recording after midnight because of the new schedule. Yay. Yay. All right. Ready to get back into it? Yes, I'm absolutely ready to get back into it. In April of 2018, Lori Vallow's third husband and Ty Lee's birth father, Joseph Ryan, died from a heart attack. Right. And this is not going to be the first death associated around the Fahello or Daybell's family. Right. Yeah, it's, and they get, they get more, more and more mysterious. Oh, so much more. As this goes along. This is, I think, the only legitimate death out of all of them. I mean, it's the only legitimate on record. Who knows? They could fucking go back and do the proper autopsy and figure out it was more. But I feel yeah, like this think, was probably more of the just unfortunate natural death. Right. In the early fall of 2018, Lori and her niece, Melanie Pulaski, began going to these meetings not spo- not sponsored by the church. They were, quote, fireside chats that focused on the idea that they would the world was going to end soon. What church decided, we're not going to sponsor this, but we're going to have our name associated with any of this? Do you know? No. LDS. Okay. Because I thought that she was Mormon. And I thought that that got brought up at some point that she's Mormon because somebody confronts her on her Mormon beliefs. Yeah. The LDS gets peppered throughout here. Um, Yeah. But I just, I didn't want to bring it up because it's not to focus as much. But yes, they are. That's the church we're referring to. For it. But like, if you are a church or you're an organization or a business or whatever you are, you need to know full facts of what's going to be talked about, what's going to be done, what is happening. Right. Inside anything that is going to be conducted inside your place of business. And yes, I understand that churches are not taxed like places of businesses, but they are still a business in a sense of right. people are coming and going and giving money. Absolutely. So... And these meetings are, assumingly, obviously, just uh, post-apocalyptic talks 
and and probably um, finding out where everybody falls on the Richter scale. It's really your way of weeding out the believers, the believers, the believers, and who is going to fall in line and who isn't. And I'm sure there's manipulation of if you don't fall in line or you're not or you have a family member that's not believing like this, it's because they're a dark spirit. Exactly. I was just going to say that. That's kind of like, to me, how much of a joke this shit is with the dark and the light. It's, if you were a believer, you were an L. Right. If you were not a believer, you were a D. And your, just level, like your level of belief is what made you higher up on the L. Right. And the more people hated you, mm-hmm. would make you higher on the D. Right. And the, the mob mentality that you're able to form. Because there are people that were L's. And then all of a sudden, they started to disbelieve what Chad was saying. And all of a sudden, they were dark. They were dark, right. and they were sent by the darkness. Well, the, how are they being sent by the darkness if they were L, and you just said that the dark can't outweigh the light? There's too many holes in your story, sir. Right. There's too much bullshit in the pot. Right. Somebody, somebody should have stood up in the back of that and said, Excuse me. Hi, I have a question. <laughs> Hi. Where the fuck are you getting all this? Oh my gosh, sir, sit down back there. You are definitely a 4D. Oh, damn. I didn't take 4Ds, though. You're always like, no, I'm a fan of the 1D. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> In October 2018, Lori would finally meet Chad Daybell. Oh my God, Chad Daybell. Oh my God, he's just so dreamy. And he is really not. No. This man, listen, I've seen photos of her husband, Chris. Or Charles, sorry. I think people call him Chris in certain things, but it's Charles. Yes. And I've seen photos of Chad. Charles, not a bad-looking dude. Right, right. Chad, fug monster. Fug monster, for sure. Right. He was he was hitting every branch on the fug monster tree all the way down. <laughs> they must have really hit it off because they would exchange numbers and emails Thus, beginning their electronic communication trail. <clears throat> communication. Communication. So. <laughs> Sorry. So, Bonnie has gotten the Zooms, and now we're having to pause for the Zooms to calm down. Okay, so, uh, peppered throughout this is information that was all discovered after the trial or sorry, it's just so funny <laughs> after the arrest so i peppered in the electronic communications because it just shows how much more of a just a scam and shady the shit is right on december 5th 2018 chad and Lori made their first appearance together on a podcast called preparing a people the episode was called time to warrior up just so you know, the podcast has removed that episode in an attempt to disassociate itself from both of them. No, that's some shit you leave on there. And you <laughs> go back and you say, we made a mistake. Exactly. Because you all, you clearly believed in it at one point to allow them to come onto your show. Also, preparing the people, what are you preparing them for? Exactly. And the episode being called Time to Warrior Up, like what image? It sounds like you're a fucking rally podcast right. to fuck people up or something. Right. Okay. So, so not a sponsor. Right. We, uh, we need to go to religious corner here for a minute because if you are saved and, uh, the rapture happens, guess what happens? You're not here. Like, right. Right. That, that's how that works. So you don't need to warrior up. You don't need to be worried about end times because you won't 
go through it. Ta-da! Ta-da! The end. So to to scare people anytime, anytime that I see it on TikTok, we're like, the end is coming, the end is coming. Okay, let it happen. Bye. Right, you don't gotta go to work the next day. Right, right. It's like hitting the fucking lottery. Win. Right. January 2019 is where it starts to get extra crazy. Charles Vallow would text Brandon, which was Melanie's husband. Melanie Pulaski is Lori's niece, if you don't remember. Keep keep the family tree connected here, just so you remember. Oh, okay, so now I feel like Charles is married to Lori. Yes. Brandon is Melanie's husband. Yes. And Melanie is Lori's niece. Correct. So, okay, okay. I think I got it. Anyways, Charles texted Brandon and said that Lori was accusing him of infidelity. You know, there wasn't. Right, there was. Infidelity. There was no infidelity. It's really, to me, this one was just more so funny to put in there because Lori's accusing Chad of the thing that she is currently in exactly. the process of trying to do. Guilty conscience much? It's very much a guilty conscience where she is projecting her actions onto somebody else. So that way she has an out. Exactly. In the end. Still, January 2019... Lori told her best friend, Melanie Gibb, now this is outside of the family tree. Right. Different Melanie. Different Melanie. That Charles was taken over by an evil spirit, and they needed to perform castings to get it out of him. Okay. So, I remember in one of them, they said, I want to say it was like Asmodon, it was an A word. Yeah. That they accused him of being... They, like, accused him of being an archdemon. Yeah. Like, one of the high-ranking demons. Like, there's Lucifer, and then he's got, like, five underneath him. They accused him of being right underneath Lucifer. Right. Because throughout the next several months, Charles would allegedly be taken over by three to four different evil spirits that they would then need to cast back out of him. Were those different spirits called tired... Exhausted of your bullshit. <laughs> Bitch, you're crazy. Please stop being so crazy. Right. Come home at night and stop texting that other hoe. Yeah. Uh, Lori would later started referring to people who had the spirits in them as zombies. Yes, because they were they were going to die when the rapture happened. Exactly. Or the apocalypse or the second coming. Also, okay. I don't know if you're going to bring it up or not, so I will. Okay. They believe that Jesus was going to have the second coming in St. Louis, or somewhere in that area, and that he was going to run his celestial kingdom, the thousand-year kingdom that's talked about in the book of Revelation, from the United States, not from Jerusalem, (laughs) not from Israel, where Jesus is from. Or like Bethlehem, where he was born, but the United States of America. Because why not? Because that's the first place a Jew has always felt safe. Exactly. Please understand my sarcasm. (laughs) That would be like them saying, he's going to rule from Germany. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. It makes total sense. Right. So it was also around this time that Charles would receive his number... Yeah, it and was he, what, like a four or five? Yeah, he's like a 4.1D. Yeah. So now that Lori and Chad are being like buddy-buddy, 
Well, now Charles is all of a sudden a dick. Right, a, a 4D. So um, he's the biggest dick that Charles can find, or that Chad can currently find in his life because exactly. he's blocking him. He's cock blocking him from the thing he wants the most. Exactly. It's now, just the stupidest fucking thing ever. And we need to talk about, like, we need to reiterate Chad is still married. And Lori is still married. Right. They're both still married. But, like, I think people forget Chad's wife in this situation because we will get to it next week. I would hope something awful happens to the wife. Absolutely. Do we, please tell me we're going to get to it. Yes, we do. Okay. I, and I think that she truly gets overlooked in all of this. Oh, for sure. Because she was just the wife of Chad Daybell, but she's not. She truly is a bigger victim in this picture that people aren't seeing. Exactly, exactly. You know, and I think it's because we will later on be worried about the kids, or we're talking about that. What happens to her is just as horrible. It is, it is. That is going to bring us to our last part of this episode for this week. And then next week, we are going to do part two we did not realize how long this was truly going to be doing it in this style, but this is probably the best way to do this where there's where we can interject stuff and talk about it as we're going. In January 2019, the now infamous body cam footage from Arizona Police Department with Charles talking to them saying that Lori Vallow had threatened to kill him and that she believed that she was a god preparing for the second coming he pleads with authorities for a mental health intervention for his wife. Now, mind you, they end up doing it while she voluntarily goes to it later on because when they get to the house, she is gone. Right. And she's taken the kids, she's taken everything that she has, and she has fled somewhere nobody knows. There's not really good information as to where she fled but we know she fled at some point because each of the each story changes each time it feels. Oh, for sure. Like you never got like a legitimate answer of where she fled to. Right. So that's also why we're kind of doing the timeline thing. So it's kind of right staying up to date with where she is at this location because these these people they fucking bounce around everywhere. Oh yeah, and she'll claim that she was in Arizona still, and then she was like, "Well, I went back to Hawaii, or I did this, or I did that," and I she never gives a competent story. Which is why it is so hard to believe that when the authorities contact her and she goes in to the police station and they tell her, either you do this or we're going to force you to do it. And that's so she goes, they, they either come to her house or she had to go into the police station because they want to question her on why she's threatening to kill Chad or not Chad, but uh, Charles. Charles. And she lies about it all and says that she never did that. He's crazy. And they said, well, we're, we have thing, we have proof that you're saying that he's a demon and that you're a god. So we need you to go get a mental health check so you can keep your kids. Exactly. And she voluntarily does it without them forcing her and is deemed competent. Correct. And that, callers, is where we are going to end episode one of hopefully only two. No, this is an episode nine, but part one. Right, part one, I guess. Yeah, sorry. I meant to say part one, but I said episode one. <laughs> Whatever, it's all the same in my brain. Exactly. 
So, like we always say here on the podcast, you are always in charge of your own mental health. Don't don't allow somebody else to make you believe things. Right. Especially if you're a 1L or a 5L or a 5D. You're none of those things. You are whoever you believe to be. And if it needs mental health or you're having suicidal thoughts, please call 988. There are people standing by that are willing to help you in those situations. Uh, so remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. Don't forget to follow us on the socials, facebook.com slash callusdead. Follow us on TikTok at callusfundead, where you can see some fun videos of us, or better yet, the cat Dracaris, the babies Emma and Regina, or of course, our girls Lola, Bailey, and Bonnie. Or email us at callusdead at yahoo.com to tell us what you thought about the case, ask some questions, suggest some cases, or just to say hi. Also, if any of you callers would like us to give a shout-out or message to someone you know, let us know. But until then, remember to stay strong, do everything with love, know there is always hope, and in case you forget, you can always call call us when when you're you're dead. dead.